Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for joining me. Have a super special guest on here. Now, everybody knows that I have had Shaka Capri on here. I have had Corey Derrick and other people from the internet. But I have the one, the only, Bobby from the Nintendo Guru. Well, he actually is the Nintendo Guru. So, everybody, please welcome <laughs> The Nintendo Guru. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> what is up, Edward? How you doing, buddy? All right. I am doing good. We have. You see, you didn't tell me. First of all, you didn't tell me Sean Capri was on that show before. So this, I can't be here, man. I, this isn't gonna work. Do, I gotta do you go. Wanna know, do you want to <laughs> know what? <laughs> okay, so I, of course, I was on his show with the Gamers Cast, and I have uh-huh. been trying. I have been trying to get Sean on on uh, optional opinion for another topic, and he mm-hmm. just couldn't do it. So we actually, I was just like, uh, had a discussion with them about mature games. And I was just like, you're a person who is a dad with young kids. So Mm -hmm. I want to know, like, I know he does the Xbox Drive. He was at the time doing with the GamerCast and Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And I was just like, how do you as a parent talk to your kids about in-ready games? Or what do you think about in-ready games and stuff like that? We had a great, we had a great discussion. Now, me and you've been Mm -hmm. following each other for a while, but just having like really interact or in like really had a like sit down talking stuff. But I was just like, you know what? Let me get the. I, I was looking at my top. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get the Nintendo Gurus because on this one, because I'm just like, if anyone who's seen the title, of course. Um, today we are talking about what is the hardest conversation to have about video games, mm. and it could be it's gonna range for multiple things. It's just I I feel like it's not one thing. It's gonna range for multiple things. But mm-hmm. before we get into that, Bobby, tell us. Uh, about your video game history. Tell us about you, your your channel, and everything that you do. So I do. I got a bunch of stuff that I do, but I have a YouTube channel um, called Nintendo Guru. I do Twitch as well. Uh, I do podcasts. I have like four or five different podcasts that I do. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter at Nintendo Gurus. Um, I just, you know, what I mean, like I've been doing this. For probably about three, four years now, and something I just started doing because out of love, mm-hmm. and then just it just kept doing it and just doing it and doing it and doing. It. And now it's like the years are going by, and I'm like, holy cow, man! I can't believe how long I've been doing this, all this stuff together. But like the YouTube stuff, everything I basically do is is Nintendo oriented. Like everything is Nintendo themed. Um, you know, I just I have a love for Nintendo, and I've pushed that way for years you know i didn't start out that way i started out as the geek guru um and then i had a conversation with uh justin masson from the nintendo dads yes and he was like at the time i was doing a lot of nintendo stuff on my geek guru channel he's like man you should just change he's like the passion you have when you talk about nintendo like i don't understand why you're still doing this other stuff and i was like you know what you're right, and I rebranded, it and that was it. And I've been doing it, doing it the rest of the history. Man, I've been doing it for a while now. So, yes, and you know, Nintendo is one of my favorite companies. Like when it comes to video games, it's like my number one. Uh, I kind of breathe and live Nintendo over everybody, yeah. over other things. When it comes to video games, like I, I'm so into Nintendo. People who know me knows I do Nintendo Power Block, uh, and me and my crew at NGR. We just we love Nintendo. I think all of us on the Switch. Um, 
And yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I just I grew up with Nintendo. I think ever since the NES came out. And yeah, it's good stuff. I'm like the only system that I did not get up there is the Retro Boy. Oh, good God. <laughs> Everything, everything else I have brought. Like I think the first console that I brought from Nintendo was the GameCube. Oh, good lord! Oh, that was. Uh, I would cherish that moment. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I love the GameCube. Uh, but we're going to get into the show. But uh, yeah, thank you, Bobby. Um, thank you. We're going to get into the show about what is the hardest conversation to have about video games. So I'm going to start with you. What okay. do you think? Like off the top of your head, like, and this is an open discussion. There's no notes mm-hmm. or anything for this. This is a complete open discussion. Mm-hmm. What What do you think is like one of the hardest things to talk about in video games? Like to have that conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, it's it's a conversation that my wife, my ex wife, now and I never had, and it's, are you doing it too much? Is it consuming your life so much? Mm-hmm that you need to stop and or not stop completely but just like man you need to take a step back and and we need to have a relationship here because that is becoming more important than I am and this relationship and what do we do here like where is things going and you know I think that's something that a lot of people suffer from that they don't sit down and have the conversation of because listen, us as gamers, most people that are gamers, they game from a very early age. Yes. And I know for me personally, the one thing I kept saying was the best time gaming that I always lived was, was like when I was fifteen years old. And I always tried to recapture those moments. So like here I am talking about like I remember when Mario Kart uh eight came out for the Wii U mm-hmm. and it, it launched on a Thursday at midnight and I took Friday off from work and I came home from work on Thursday, uh, went into the, you know, went into the living room, said to my wife, like, let's eat dinner real quick. Cause I'm going to bed. I'm going to wake up at midnight and come downstairs. I'm going to download Mario Kart and I'm going to play as much as I can this weekend. And I literally spent the entire weekend just, I think I put 35 hours in the first weekend. <clears throat> and I remember her saying at one point, like, is this what we're going to do on weekend? And I'm like, I yes, this is it, man. This is the, you know, and I remember walking away going like, man, I feel this is the best weekend I've had since I was like playing games at 15. And now when I look back, I go, man, that's such a messed up statement to say to somebody because in her mind, the best weekend or the best time should be like us together, like doing things, you yes. know? And it's like when you're putting too much time in with gaming or anything, it's, it's not a, it's not a good thing. And I think it's a very difficult, difficult conversation for either, I think you as the person that's guilty of it is just enjoying it and having a good time. But the person that's being shunned by it um, or, or ignored by it because of it, that's a, that's a hard conversation for them to bring up as well because it's like, well, how do I, how do I shut them down from something they're obviously enjoying to come back, you know, come 
to reality, and it, it becomes a difficult conversation to talk about. It's that balance of what's passionate and what's more meaning. Like, mm-hmm. it's video games, like your passion. You can have passion for video games, but if you don't share some kind of passion for another person that you're with, one is going to take over the other sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. and it's, it's going to cause some kind of trouble, like mm-hmm. you said, in the relationship, and it's gonna it's gonna showcase that it's going for the other person gonna be like you love this more than you love me. Exactly. And I'm the I'm the human, the interaction that you need and this is just a machine yep. that really can't fulfill your desires or your needs. It can give yep. you enjoyment and keep you entertained, but it's not something that you're not taking off the TV taking the bed or bringing roses to and saying baby I love you every day yeah, like you don't exactly. have that you don't have that touch like well let's, I mean I come mean, on I do I do kiss my switch goodnight every night <laughs> but, <and I> do. <laughs> but, but you know but then the Joey Khan's are not coming off the switch and rubbing you trying to give you a massage or something you know it's, oh, not, you it's know, not it's not it's not never it's, know. listen, listen <laughs> Edward you're assuming the conver- you're assuming the relationship to my, me and my switch have you don't know, man. Like, <laughs> but I think I put I put them Joy Cons down in the bed and I started rolling around on it, man. It just hits the right <laughs> spots on my back. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> you should shed, shed, uh, put smash on <laughs> the rumble. Huh? But yeah, that I think that is one of the hardest. I think for me, one of the hardest conversations to have about video games is definitely um console base. Yeah. You know, I've I've argued with many of people about who's the best and who's not reaching their full potential. I won't say who's the worst, but who's not reaching their full potential. I have had discussions with many people in the podcast world, many people on social media in real life, and how people it's it's one of those console fan things that you have to defend like uh, Nintendo's the best, or Sony's the best, Microsoft is the yeah. best. And then you get someone saying, "Well, all three of them are doing the great," and all of the. And some people feel like that's a there's a definite, uh, definitive answer. And yeah. I'm always, you know, I and I still sometimes argue this, and I'm bad at doing it. I which I always defend Nintendo, like I said, and mm-hmm. all, I always argue that regardless of what you see Nintendo's doing, it's leading in every generation when. What other companies are doing this and other companies are doing that and stuff and but uh, then we just end up having a whole debate about it and it it hasn't ruined friendships or anything but it's just a hard conversation to be like you can enjoy what you love none of these companies are really in a certain position of being number one and everything but I'm like you gotta admit that when you still look at this particular company they are doing stuff that the other companies are going to imitate are going to try and uh go try going to try to acknowledge and be like we didn't expect them to do that and it's making them money. Yeah. You know. So yeah. um I mean I think so in, in in your light what you're talking about, like I remember being a kid, um and I was a kid during the NES and the Super Nintendo versus the Genesis era. And Man, like when it was the NES versus the Master System, and I remember sitting around the cafeteria 
table with my friends and we would sit there and argue with each other and like who and dude you would have some knockdown drag out fights about which was the better but yes. fortunately well, with the master system and nintendo the nes wasn't much competition but when the genesis came into the picture like man you would sit there and argue and argue and argue it's like you're not getting nowhere and it's so stupid but like it's it's human nature for us to defend what we feel is ours and important yes. and 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 it's like like we have skin in the game and we don't we have no skin in the game here like it's not our company it's not you know it's just something that we love you know and it's you know i, I feel like it's okay to have like your love for something and it's even okay to defend and be passionate about your thing um just as long as you kind of do it in a respectful manner yes you know and that's and that's where some people draw the line. Like when people go like, Oh, everybody likes console wars are so stupid. It's like, nah, not really. Like we can have a console war and we can argue about what's better because there isn't like, it's not the all encompassing. Like there are people out there that can't afford all three consoles, yes. you know, and you have to pick one and you pick the one based off what you want and your wants and needs. And it's like, if you have it and you love it, it's like, there's a reason. And, and, so for me, it's like yes, there is got there has to be one out of the three that's the best, and you you take it and you enjoy it, and it's it is what it is, and like there should be that passion behind why you love it, and the, and yes, we can have all three consoles, uh-huh. and but there's you know there's one that you play more than the others, it's just yes. the way it is, and so you're passionate about that one, and it's like you can't tell me that like. You don't. It doesn't ever creep in your mind that like, oh, this is the best, or you don't favor this one. Like I have all three consoles. Me too. But I favor the Switch, and I love the Switch. You know, and when and like I had all three when I had to. Well, I had two when I had the Wii U. Um, but like I still favored the Wii U, even though there wasn't a lot of games. I still would prefer games on my Wii U, and I tried to support games on the Wii U over the PlayStation 4 as much as possible. Unless a game was coming that I absolutely knew there was no way this is coming to the Wii U, which was a lot. Um, I was playing on the Wii U, you know, and there was a lot of times where like games hit on multiple, you know, multiple places and I would just stick to the Wii U. But, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it, it, I think that can be done and it's okay. Yes. You know, to shoot to sh- the same way. It's not okay for someone to, to say, Oh, Ed, you're an idiot because you like Xbox. Um, it's not okay for someone to go like, oh, you're an idiot because you you you, you want to argue about, you know, your favorite. And it's not – like I said, it's okay to debate your favorite. It's not okay to shout people down and yell at them and be degrading and stuff. Like yeah. that's where the line has to be drawn, you know? Yeah, and, and I think that's that's probably another thing that – and I'm glad that you bring it up that, you know, how to have a discussion without being degraded. Yeah, you know, because yeah. there's there's people who I want to say I want to say attitude and sometimes mentality are not able to handle debates. Mm-hmm. You just you 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 don't get into the mind that you have to look at all the factors, their side and your side, and even though you're discussing things, there are and there's going to be some facts provided and stuff. You got to be uh, reasonable. And like really come in order to have these these debates. Like I don't know yeah. if you heard uh, growing up gaming's episode with me and Mitch. 
uh, Pablo, we had a discussion about Nintendo Online. And okay. we had a discussion about Grand Theft Auto Five, And um, I don't like Grand Theft Auto Five. I think that's mm-hmm. the worst game that I ever bought. Me and Mitch had a discussion about that. We had a discussion about Nintendo Switch Online or Nintendo Online. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's bad for what it is right now. I think it's, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. a great online system for the price that there is going on. And people are still feeling out well done out of this. And my, my thing when I was telling Mitch was that you got to realize that Nintendo is a Japanese company. When mm-hmm. have they ever been anything big, big and presence in the online community and the PC community? Yeah. Microsoft is is good with the online. Why? Because they have an OS. They have yeah. computers and Surface and stuff like that. So they're knowledgeable in that, and that's in America. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, as us as Americans, we trying to use Nintendo as America as the people who make Nintendo online. So they should know everything. And it's just like, no, Nintendo's a Japanese company. Their online structure is way different than ours. They don't have that same thing. So we kind of had that discussion. And I don't know if we ever resolved or anything. Well, you know, the other thing with that, like just to kind of dip on that thing, it's like people expect Nintendo to be perfect out the gates. And it's like, Guys, this is the first time they've ever done this. Right. Like, this is something brand new for them. Like, you can't expect it to be perfectly correct the first time. You know, like, yes, Xbox was probably perfectly right the first time because they were the first ones doing it. And they were kind of setting the tone of what you expected. And Nintendo really is not an – they're not a tech company. They they deal with tech, but that's not like they don't create the tech. Right. They take the tech and they build it off of the existing tech. So it's it, it's t- difficult for them to do stuff, you know. And it's so I think that's the thing where people get confused with that. Like I believe that like what Nintendo is doing is good. It's just it's you have people that again are fans of Xbox, fans of Sony, and expect things to be a particular way. And it's like, this is the debates we have. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's okay. It's okay to have that disagreement. Yes. But but if someone goes like, oh, you're so stupid for liking that thing. I don't even know how you can like it. That's where the problem is. You know what I mean? Like, that's where the problem starts. Because now you're not debating no more. You're not debating Nintendo versus Xbox or Nintendo versus – you're debating – my my intellect against yours and it's like you're you're saying that i'm stupid because i like this and like okay like i like different things you know like right. i like i might like apples and you only like oranges doesn't mean that oranges are horrible just means i don't like them it's you know it's and i think that's i think you're right it's it's the way you debate that people have to learn how to do and, and some people just can't grasp it yes uh what's yeah. another conversation you think is hard to have um, I mean, I, I always, I always think a hard conversation is, you know, which console to buy if you are going to buy one mm-hmm. because it's a financial issue. You know that that becomes very difficult because sometimes it's a it's a hard conversation to have because especially if someone is like, um, well, I I, I like this console, but. You know, if you were a person that was liking Xbox for a long time and you can only afford one out of three, you know, you're like, if you come to me for advice, I'm just going to be like, 
it's very hard to, to tell you like, well, your, your console's not the best right now. Like it's not doing the best. So it's like, and even like in terms of like, they don't have a lot of games. They don't have a lot of, you know, original content coming to them. So like, if it's me, it's like, you know, you have to look, you have to sit down and go like, well, financially it's, it's, it's hard to figure out what, like sometimes money is difficult to yes. have that conversation. So it's hard to sit there and go like, well, I think you should buy this one because of this. And and if you can only buy one, I mean, my bang for my buck is my Switch. But like other people might just be like, well, you know, like I don't really like kitty games, you know, and it's like, well, but and it can devolve into some touchy things that are being said. So sometimes, I mean, it's not as major as like the other stuff that we've talked mm-hmm. about, but sometimes it can be a little, a little tough it's, to talk about. See it now. See that one is kind of easier to me because I have okay. worked in retail. I used okay. to work at okay. Toys R Us. Okay. So okay. I had to sell these systems and these consoles to various customers. And mm-hmm. you got to ask them like, okay, how old is the child? What games are you going to allow them to play? Uh, do you know that the system's going to cost this? These are the controllers. You got to make sure that you have $60 for the online stuff. And they'd mm-hmm. be like, um, well, I'm not going to do this. Not under, And when I tell them a system that they shouldn't get, they end up getting it. And then yeah. they come back regretting getting that system. It it always it always happened. Like one person, I told them to. I'm like, hey, get the Wii U because it fits all your requirements for your kids. Your, you know, if you if you want to watch something on TV, he could play still play on the gamepad and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No, he wants a 360 because his friends are are going to get it. I'm like, I mean, yeah, a 360. So I'd be like, okay, this is the 360. Uh, these are. Most of their games, seventy percent of their games, are mature. Uh, you're going to have to get an external hard drive. You're mm-hmm. going to have to get if he wants to talk to his friends a lot. He has to get Xbox Live Gold, and all of this and all that. And they were just like, "Well, how much is everything going to cost me?" I'm like, "You know, if we're, if you're getting from the system, the game, and uh, and another, another controller is going to cost you at least about four eighty five hundred some dollars. And she's yeah. just like, well, why is that? Why is it that much? I'm like, because of this. I'm like, and then you got to add on top of from thirty to another hundred dollars to get an external hard drive because you're only yeah. getting the basic one, and it's only like eight gig, like eight or sixteen gig yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of memory. She's like, well, where I go get that? Where you're gonna have to go to Best Buy for that? And and she's just <laughs> like, well, I'll get it anyway. Come to find out the kid did not win. Uh, when the kid found out the mom wasn't buying him any of the M-rated games, he didn't want the system anymore. Good Lord. Good Lord. <laughs> and, it, it was just, and it was just like, she came back and she's just like, I know you told me not to get that system and I shouldn't have. I was just like, for, for the games that you want to get him, trust me. If he wants some of the best games, get a Wii U, and you know have to sell it, sell it all yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. So, um, I know I think one of the hardest for me is talking about women in games. That could be a tough discussion, man. Yeah. Any, I think anything social is very difficult to talk about yes. in games. And I you think, know, I've, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, I think for me is that I do not know a lot of female players, and okay. I think that's probably why I I have a hard a hard like talk like hot conversation with them is because I love talking to female gamers. I love when they feel empowered that they're in gangs. Uh, sometimes it's not non-cynical like the fat princess thing with the cake and all this stuff. I'm just like, it's a video game. Y'all making a big deal about this. And now look at, now look at the discussion. I think after that news article came out, like didn't nobody talk about it. Even women was, even women didn't feel degraded with the Bayonetta 2 and stuff. They were just like, this is obnoxious, but the game is fun. You know? I mean, I think, I think the problem with, with social getting into gaming, Mm -hmm. like social, social issues getting into gaming is when I go into play a game, um, for me, I'm looking to escape reality. <clears throat> I'm looking to get away from all the nonsense that happens on the day of the day. Um, when I look at stuff like, well, why didn't the police department in Spider-Man, you know, acknowledge the the issue with the police department today and, you know, the, <clears throat> the racial issues between the police department and all that. And it's like, man – don't we get that enough of that in our face on a daily basis? Like, do we really have to make a mention of it in a game and like pull yourself out of the game to just take this minute? And, and then like you look at the Red Dead thing with um, the women groups and like and the women groups in it, and you have to like punch like you punch a woman or something in the face, and you do this stuff, and it's like it's like all of a sudden. You, Things are being thrust into games just to be thrust into the game, and it's like this isn't fun anymore. And yes. it's like when when that becomes the talking point over is this game a good game or a bad game? It's like this is just silliness, you know. It's like the other thing that really bothers me is like when you, you know, like when you force things on people just because you're trying to sell games. You know, like when you when you make a female character the lead just because you're not doing it because you want to, like, make females stronger or anything. You're doing it because you're trying to sell a game. And it's like it, it, it's craziness sometimes. And, like, when you look at games like Battlefield, right? So yes. I don't feel like there's a problem with a woman being in Battlefield. Like, 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 why are you guys – like, but here's the gamers now making a big issue over it. It's like – Sometimes it's the development studios and the social aspect making a big deal over it. And then sometimes it's the gamers making a big deal over it. And my thing is like people are game the game developers are artists. Could you imagine if if they were doing if 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 we were you know, we go back to the time when they're painting the, the Mona Lisa yeah. and all of a sudden they go like, well, that's not how women are supposed to look. Women are supposed to look this way. And and like you're now all of a sudden trying to dictate to the artist like how he should be painting the Mo, you know, Mona Lisa. And it's like, wait, 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 he has a vision in his mind. Let him just work that out. You know, and it's like it, it's crazy sometimes how things go. It's like. When people are sitting there going like, oh, we have to have more female characters in games because we don't have strong female leads. And I, I sit there and go like, man, have you not played Metroid? Have you not played Tomb Raider? Like, 
these are strong female leads, and it's like it's. Like you're, I don't understand it, like that whole it, aspect of like you have to shoehorn things in in order to appease everybody. It's like if that's what the guy that's creating it envisions, mm. let him go do it. You know what I mean? Like, in, like let don't tell him like no, no, no. You got to change this because this is what society is saying you need to change it. I, I to. think when it comes to strong female leads, it's just to me, it's just like what are the ones that's not Nintendo. What are the yeah. ones that you don't? Samus, Aaron, and Peach, or whatever you got, whatever people would say, they should not be the first ones that come out of people' knife when they're talking about strong leads. No, yeah. knock against you or anything. No, no, uh, no. no I, I even, I even do it too. It's just that when going to Nintendo is too easy, and that sometimes mm-hmm. showcases that you missed out on a whole bunch of women in games who mm-hmm. who had a chance. Um, and you know, Laura. Uh, Laura Croft is a good example that she's strong and everything. But I'm like, now when we are in this modern age, when it comes to a woman being in the game, Aloy should be kind of like the first person coming out of people's mouth. Mm -hmm. And reason why is that Aloy is a person as a woman who, who was been discriminated, who went through, who was seen as not, it's not racist, but she has seen that other people of different races and cultures have been uh, discriminated against. And mm-hmm. you, in the, our time that we are in this age, to see her go out and still help them and be like, I'm passive proving myself. I'd rather yeah. do the good thing. I'm going to get some experience points and some weapons and yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but story and narrative and what defines this character these are the things that, and I'm glad that Guerrilla Games made kind of Horizon now. Uh, I trust me, I hated the trailer. I thought what they were <laughs> doing. I was mad at. I was mad at Guerrilla Games. But when I played the game, I was just like, this makes Alloy a strong female protagonist yeah. because of what she endures. And yeah, it kind of relates to something that's going in the real world. But I'm like, yeah, there hasn't been that many female characters have who have endured the stuff that she has endured and still came out strong. See, the thing with me with that one. Right. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that's not a moment where I felt like they were shoehorning a female lead in. Yes. Just to appease people. They did it because that's the the way they naturally progressed and liked the storyline and they had a good story to build around it and all that stuff. And like it made sense. Yes. You know, it's it's like I think about like Overwatch. Right. And and, and I'm going to bring this up. And, and this is a difficult thing to talk about. Like they just announced that they have a gay character in the, another gay character in, in, in Overwatch. And, and I sit there and I go like, well. I understand that, like, the gay community wants to have representation in video games and stuff. But, like, when are they having sex in Overwatch? That it, that even matters. Like, that like that doesn't – like, does, does being gay in that game give you better stamina or better abilities or anything like that? And it's just, like, they should just be characters across the board. Like, I feel like when that – like, when you have to announce mm-hmm. that – Hey, this character is gay. And it's like, well, when does that ever come up in the game? Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's the things where I just look at it and go like, I feel like here's a development team trying to sell some stuff and we're going to we're going to announce this in order to sell product or whatever it is. And I feel like that's not a genuine 
thing that took place. If there's a storyline based around it, uh-huh. like like here's an example. Spoilers, but Ellie in The Last of Us is is a lesbian, and it's like, but how they did it, they built the story around it, and it meant something, and there was a moment, and it was to me that was like that's what you want. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if 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 I was you know, if I was homosexual and I seen what Overwatch did, I would be more upset with that because I would be like, well, you're just doing that because you want me to buy into what you're doing. You want me to buy your game because you're gay friendly. And it's like, well, no, I want to I want to be something that like if you're going to be in a game or you want to be represented in a game, you want it to be something that's heartfelt and means something. So when I look at Last of Us, I go. Holy, like I, like, so I played Last of Us, right? Yes. And I was like, you had them tones where you felt like, is Ellie gay? Is she not? Is she a lesbian? Like, I don't know. I can't figure it out, right? And you play through the game and it's what it is what it is. Then the Left Behind thing happens. Yes. And that moan, like that all together is like a gut-wrenching love story. And it's like, and I, you know, me as a straight man wasn't like, Oh my God, I can't believe they made her gay. Like, why'd they do that? That's so stupid. No, I was just like, oh my God, dude, this is a passionate moment. Like, these two people that are in love with each other. And I feel like that's when it's done right. When it's done and you, it, it's happening and you don't realize it's really happening. And it's not like, hey, look at me over here. I'm, I'm, I'm gay. Look at me. Like, that's the difference I feel. I feel like it's, there's a problem there. And it's funny because I'm doing, I'm going to be recording an optional opinion about that, about uh, does having a gay character in the game somewhat fix homophobia or something? And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not, the thing is about like when it comes to gay characters, the first one I could think of is Fear Effect. Uh, hmm. You know, on PS1, when that first came out, they was talking about having a lesbian. And I was just like, well, to me, that's the first gay person who's yeah. ever been in the game. Uh, but then you got Mass Effect, where you where you, you work on being a gay or a straight character. Because this person, this character, is representing your choices. So if yeah. you want to be with a guy, that's because you decided to be with a guy. You made those yeah. choices and stuff. And seeing like Soldier seventy six and Overwatch because I have Overwatch but I it's still in it's on my Xbox One but I don't play it I haven't I haven't yeah, played yeah. one match in it. Um, mm-hmm. This is kind of for people. I I feel like it's for people to be like, you know, uh, we have a character that hopefully you guys could recognize and some of y'all people fantasize and do artwork and stuff like That's that just, yeah. and, and stuff and, and things like that and there's some artists who who do some not safe for work who are really good i have seen yeah. some i was just like that's very impressive uh <laughs> and it's just like i understand where where they're going with it and i don't think yeah. they're trying to i don't think they're trying to sell you more on the game I think mm-hmm. it was just like this is just another level of a character, and if you yeah. guys recognize, if you guys like it, you can. Because the thing about it is just it's just like look at all the people from Gears of War. You mm-hmm. know, they their muscle, they're built like a tank, and yeah. you know, some people would be like, "Oh, those are daddies and bears," and you know, th- th- like um, 
um, the coalition and Epic and stuff, they didn't they didn't create those games to be that yeah. way. But it's people yeah. who looked at them and just be like, oh, they're so dreamy. Those that's the kind of person <laughs> I want. And it's and, and you know, same with Bayonetta is that you know she sells her. She's not a. She, we don't know what she is because she's a no. Because she's on both sides, right? She's, she she messes with guys and women, right? But you know. Her sexiness is so over the top with her legs and the way that she dances on a on mm-hmm. uh, enemies' wand and stuff. And it's just like that's over the top. But there are some women who probably think Bayonetta is sexy. It's the same way that some men think it is. But it's mm-hmm. funny that she's kicking one of her helpers fifteen feet, fifteen thousand feet in the air, and you're laughing. Just be like, yeah. this is over the top and stuff. You yeah, know, it, yeah. it's just it, it's weird when it comes to. Uh, having that sexuality of a character um how people accept it and take it is always going to be up to them but i understand where you're coming from i just don't like the shoehorn stuff like i feel like when you force something on people just for the for the just to put it in to be like hey we're doing it like back off us we we're you know and like i feel like there's there's a way to do it that's these tender moments Mm -hmm. and like really are important moments like i feel like that story with ellie is an important moment you know and it's like you know i'm not going to say the outcome of it all but like because of what happens and all that stuff it's like it's a tender moment that like makes you gravitate towards the but when i when i when a when a company just comes out and goes hey you know this this character's soldier 76 is gay and it's like Okay. Okay. Exactly. What's what's the purpose of it? You know what I mean? Like, what's the you know what I mean? Like, you could have did that when you first revealed the character. Yeah. Like yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't like you said it doesn't have the experience. It don't give you yeah. anything. It's just like oh he's that okay. Yeah. Nobody would and yeah because I feel like when you when you have to throw the spectacle on it, mm-hmm. you're trying to. There's a reason why you're throwing the spectacle on it. That's my that's just my opinion. Like if you just do it and it is what it is and it's just like oh okay man that man that really meant a lot to me like again you don't that's just it, it, that's just my perception and i think that's you know but it's 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 also the conversation of in this in this time where we are where it's like well what do you mean like here's the here's the thing that could, what do you mean it's it's a problem the way they announced soldier 76 like oh so you're you're anti-gay and it's like no not at all I just don't think that a company should be trying like there's a way to sell it and a way not to sell it. And like I feel like when you have to like shout from the rooftops that this character's gay, then it defeats the whole purpose of that character being gay. You know, I feel like you know, and and it's the same thing of like when you you know, like another another example with you know, when they put when they did Uncharted Legacy yeah. and put two female leads in there. They didn't sit there and go like, "Oh, we we're doing this because you know we're gonna have." Fe-. No, they just put the characters in there. They were females and they were in, in in the lead, and it was like, we just put it in, and that's what it. And, you make out of it what you make out and, of it. it doesn't matter. Uh, Uncharted Uncharted Lost Legacy is better than Uncharted Four. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Can can you I see just, why you why see and you're you, sitting and there you, saying you don't want to you, you don't want to have these conversations uh, and here you are you I, just I'm drop trying, something like that and then twist the knife. Man. I, I tried to four is good. I have my problems with it, but I played Not Lost Legacy. Long. I I played Lost Legacy and I was just like. Oh, this is Uncharted Four. This is what Uncharted Uncharted Four should have been. 
Like I I love the writing. I love how they interact. The, like the comedy and stuff. I'm like it looks way gorgeous than Uncharted Four. Um, yeah. and I just like how the puzzles was put into that game. I was just like, this this is worth the twenty dollars that I pay for it versus the sixty dollars I pay for. Yeah. Uncharted Four, good game, but you don't need six. Uh, you don't need seventy five percent of the game to be in the flashback, and then you just want to do it now in the present and you just add in levels because you want to make the game longer yeah yeah that, that game was a little bit too long yes it's called it's called editing naughty dog learn it <laughs> uh but uh but yeah i i understand like the social 7016 with him being gay and stuff i was just like you know what okay he's a gay character when june rolls around in this pride month y'all gonna have a level designed about around that and yeah. and if you do introduce this level, is it just for this month as DLC, mm-hmm. or are you guys going to continue to have it on, have it in the game? Yeah, yeah. Because like, and that's said, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I feel like when people do stuff just for a, a moment or whatever, mm-hmm. it's cash grab. You're just trying, you're just trying to make money, and it is what it is. You're utilizing that to make money. But when you put it in, and it's like, hey, we're going to announce it. You know, at it, it, it Pride Month, but it's now it's going to become a thing from here on out. We're just doing it as you know, like you said, they could have announced. See, they could have announced that he was gay. Yes, in a in a reveal in a reveal trailer, and just not even make an announcement about. It. Just put it in a reveal trailer, and then boom, there you go. And you know what? To me, it's more impactful. But again, when you're sitting over here like waving your hand up, going like, "This character's gay. We made him gay," and it's like, okay. Very good on you, man. Good job. Like, what was the point? Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, but if you do it in the reveal trailer where, like, maybe he's talking to his boyfriend and, like, or whatever, or his husband or whatever the situation is, and then, like, maybe they, he gives him a kiss as he walks away to go into battle, it's like, oh, okay, he's gay. That's cool. That's awesome. And then, like, everybody's like, oh, you know what I mean? Or you make a tender moment where they're, they're, involved and like maybe the one doesn't want to go off into battle to go fight because he's worried about like whatever it might be you could have done something better to 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 showcase that than just go like hey guys here i am like that's just disingenuous to me now we're going to get into one of the craziest and old school and everybody should know that it was going to come up in the discussion uh guns when there's a shooting and and uh, schools and stuff and ever since there's been school shootings and stuff video games have always got connected to it and I mm-hmm. think one of the hardest conversation uh, back in the day is is that people we had to fight and defend that like no this is not the school shooting is not the cause of a video mm-hmm. game and stuff mm-hmm. and now you know there's been research and stuff like there and there are some politicians and some adults who still want to use that argument you know mm-hmm. and, and not to bring up the Connecticut with the kids shooting and stuff the Sandy Hook shooting but you know they wanted people to turn in turn in in ready games uh, and stuff and I'm just like you turn in an in ready game doesn't solve the problem on why the incident no. happened and no. so, and even with the current president at this time, you know, trying to also use the escape video games as, as a scapegoat, it's just like video games does not, M-rated games does not, you turn it in or getting rid of them or stopping them, it's not going to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. If, if if politicians and stuff wanted to look at look at it and stuff, you would see that E-rated games sell 73% more 
than in Ready Gangster. I mean, Animal Crossing is is as big as Gears of War. And yeah. in fact, if the politicians want to see how it is, look at the reactions for Gears of War Five compared to the action reactions people did when on the last Nintendo Direct when Animal Crossing got announced for Switch. See. Here's here's the way I this is the way I view this whole situation is us as gamers, we do this thing where we get this knee jerk reaction because we're afraid they're going to take it away from us mm-hmm. or they're going to do whatever. And you got to also us as gamers need to be just quiet in those moments. Like people are upset, they just lost loved ones, they're raging, they're trying to understand what happened and we just need to let them work that out. And then when the, when the actual conversation comes around where it's time, rather than getting mad, we need to sit there and go, Hey man. So you know that we have a rating system here. Um, parents, you're getting mad at Nintendo or rockstar or rocksteady or, Naughty Dog or Sony or Xbox for Call of Duty and all these different games. Like you're getting mad at these people because you feel like that's what killed your your kids. But um, at the end of the day, have you ever looked at the ratings on the games? Do you realize that the games you're buying for your kids, they, they shouldn't be buying them? I could take that even further. While work, while working in retail, I told parents that this was rated and this is meant for seventeen under. So your kids should not be playing this game, but it's up to them who wants to make that purchase and stuff. Yep. And yep. and and I I def, like these people need to grieve. I think it's when they get certain people coming out to try to make a reason or explain why the situation happens. Is that yeah. video games get part of the conversation? And just like you like you said that we we want to intervene and speak our piece and stuff and, and defend this stuff. It's just like, you got to let them say what they want to say. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. we'll come to a time to talk because don't forget right now to us, anybody who bring up video games in the, in the school shooting is irony. It's complete irony mm-hmm. because if that was the case, then I was just like, did Lily and Yee play Grand Theft Auto five? They got the situation he got put in mm-hmm. and he was messing with real gangs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just like we got we got to let them say people who don't understand this hobby. Let them say what they want to say. It's, n- it's still not going to distract because while school shooting is still happening, someone is still buying uh black Call of Duty Black Ops, and yeah. there's a parent doing it for their kid's birthday. Yep. 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 And you're absolutely right, man. I remember. So I remember years going back some time now. I remember I worked at Best Buy one time, and a mother comes in, and she's like, she hands me two copies of Eminem's latest album at the time. Mm-hmm. I think it was, his, it's the one with Stan. Um, the Russian Matthews LP. Yes, yes, that's it, that's it, that's it. So she hands me both of them. She goes, I, I'm okay to get this one for my kids, but not this one, right? And I look behind her, and there's an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, like three little kids, right? So I said, can I be honest with you, ma'am? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't care if that's his 
you know, explicit lyrics and that one doesn't, neither of these should buy for your kid. I said, the explicit lyrics just means that he's not cursing. I said, this this song, Stan, I said, there's he's got, it's talking about where he's got his girlfriend tied up in the trunk. He's going to kill her and stuff. And, all, and it's like, you don't want your kids listening to that stuff. Like, that's not appropriate. The only thing the explicit lyrics does is just takes the, the it's just telling you that the profanity's not in it. I'm like, but the content, this is not for kids. And she was like, oh my God, I didn't even know that. Thank you so much. And she actually put them both back and told the kids you're not getting either when they left. And the kids were mad at me because they wanted it. And I was just like, but at the end of the day, I feel good because I'm like, hey man, they shouldn't have had those, those records. Right. That's not for them. But it's the same thing. Like I've watched now, I've been in a GameStop, right? Young boy comes in. Man, this kid had to be like 12 years old, maybe 10, 12, comes in, goes up to the register, has GTA 5 in his hand, wants to buy it. And the guy behind the register goes, do you have any ID? I said, no. He said, I'm only 13 or whatever. He said, I can't sell you this game. He's like, it's it's M-rated. I'm not allowed to sell it to you. He's just doing his job. Mm -hmm. Kid leaves. Two minutes later, the mother comes in yelling at the employee. Oh, like, you're not you're not going to sell my son this game. What is wrong with you? I want your manager's phone number. And it's like he's like, ma'am, I'm just doing my job. We're not allowed to. The game is mature. I don't care. I don't even. Care. You made me get out of the car and come in here and buy this stupid game because you wouldn't sell it to him. Give him the game. And I'm like, wow, are you people that out of touch reality? And you know what? What this is the thing. And uh, and a lot of parents, because uh, I had I had a person come up and and do that to me, and I said, "Ma'am, I would love to sell the game to your kid. Guess what? My system is locked out without no driver's license. You want to provide one for me? And if I put his birthday in it, it's not going to sell it to him neither. Hmm. And in fact, I'm like, your kid could be undercover, where stores could get fined for selling ready games to underage kids. It's not a law." But you can yeah. get in trouble in that. Second mm -hmm. of all, it kind of shows how your parenting skill is. <laughs> because yep. if you just if you think that just because whatever age there is that this is going to satisfy their need, you're not doing your job as a parent. Yep. This is adult content for mature. By the way that your kid came in here to buy an M-rated game, he should know that he's not allowed to buy this. Yeah, is he buying this because his friends bought it? Refresh that. Is he buying this game because his parents' friends bought it for them, or is he old enough to handle this content? Because if yeah. I was a parent, I would be like, I want you to tell me all the things about Grand Theft Auto Five. I want you to tell me the stories, the characters, the narratives, the themes, uh, how influential it is, how. How we change the landscape in video games? I want to know more because if you're gonna say, "Well, I could hijack a car and drive it anywhere," that's not enough for me. Yeah, I'm like, I'll but let's be honest. So, like, so like, so like, Grand Theft Auto Two, well, Grand Theft Three, Vice City. It's like, yeah, there's there's some stuff in there that's bad, but like, dude, five, you can't let kids 
play that. Kiss like that game. A- Kids shouldn't play Grand Theft Auto Five because it's garbage in the first place. First <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, I can't say gar- my my boss told me uh from NGR told me uh I can't say garbage even though we both said it uh, last week. I was just like, okay, if I can't say garbage, it's very questionable in quotation marks. Grand Theft Auto Five is very questionable. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, because it's not you know like, dude. That game is okay. Like, I think it's okay for people to play the game as Michael. And, and you know, it, but, dude, when you hit Trevor, holy crap, dude. That guy, like, that guy alone should be like, this guy alone is a, is a double M character. Like, the stuff that he does is like, holy cow, man. How did they even get away with this stuff? Well, that's just it's, a shame that you put yeah. this character in, but y'all can't get fly mechanics right. <laughs> I think the fly mechanics is the antagonist of that gang. Because who is oh, evil? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you did not. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then it oh, doesn't man. play a part off, him as a character. I, yeah. If you guys want to experience Grand Theft Auto Five, go ahead and do it. I I like the game. I, I'm not. I'm not like Edward. I'm not a hater. Oh. I enjoy the game. <laughs> I, I brought the but, game like I like I, I say on every kids. podcast when it comes to Grand Theft Auto Five. I brought the game to get a forty dollar gift card so I could buy Windbreaker HD. Oh my god! Oh my god! You are a mess. <laughs> oh, Windbreaker HD is the bomb, dude. Oh, it's a great game. It's a great game, but they listen. Grand Theft Auto Five is a very good game. It does a lot of things. Okay, you may not be able to fly a plane properly. I get that, but it's a fun game. It's a good game, but it's not for kids. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. True, very true. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like the I think the gun, the gun conversation, the school shootings and stuff, like where we came from, Columbine to now. Uh, definitely with you know we had the Virginia Tech. It was just like so. Video games is the of it was the blame, and I think this is the argument a lot of people had when we have these conversations. So when it comes to school shootings, it's video games. But when it's mm-hmm. adults, it's not video games. Mm-hmm. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm like we had the the uh the one shooter in the Florida at the club at the gay club we just mm-hmm. had that Jewish one and stuff it's just mm-hmm. like these are adults who are doing this so yeah. what video game did oh that conversation is not going to be had yeah 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 so it, it's kind of weird to be like well like why can't we not have the that conversation when it's adults doing it but we have because it, because it becomes a conversation of we. The problem, Edward, right now is we're in this weird world where people don't want to have conversations no more. Yes. People want to shout at you and tell you why you're wrong rather than just sit down and have the conversation and just have a candid conversation of why we're in the situation we're in. Like do – like I ultimately I look at this and I go – are, should get, should guns be banned? And, and this is this is totally my my opinion. Mm. But people won't have this conversation. They won't sit down and have a normal conversation like this. Do I think guns should be banned? Absolutely not. I think everything is fine. Do I feel like we should be putting guns in schools? Absolutely not. I think that makes no sense. Should we have a conversation of why this is happening? 
and how we control it. Like, should there be stricter gun rules in terms of, like, it's more difficult for people to get guns and, like, doing checks? Like, here's an example. Like, let's say I have guns in the house, right? Mm-hmm. And I move somebody in the house that's, you know, psychologically he's got some issues or whatever. Like, they should pull the gun. They should pull my license and they should pull the gun at, and just say to me, just say to come back and go when he leaves, you're more than welcome to come back and apply for a license and get it. But unfortunately, while he's living here, you're not allowed to have it. And it, but they won't do that. They won't have that conversation. They also won't come in and have inspections. Are your guns locked up properly? How do you have your, your gun put like, man, why is it when I have a driver's license, I have to, Submit my car to inspections, and people look at my car and go, "What's wrong with it? Oh, you fail! Your your, your brakes are bad. You, you you fail. You need to go buy new brakes and all stuff." What's what's wrong with them having officials come in and go, "Okay, I'm going to do background checks on everybody in the house, not just the person buying the gun, because these people have just as much access to this person, you know." But people that we won't have these conversations. We we would rather just go around and go like no nope, he plays video games and that's what the problem is no it's a bigger issue yeah it, it's it's a it's an issue that both sides won't sit down like man when when they had that um oh my god the one in Florida and, they, the and then they had this big uh, the uh, Madam one the Madison the, the the Stony whatever the the Stony I forget the the name of the school the one that just oh, happened where they oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so they they had a they they have this big town hall meeting for CNN, and they bring in all the kids. Like, man, you got kids up here talking, who just literally went through something a couple of days ago, and then they're talking and they're cheering. And here's someone from the NRA trying to have the conversation, but you don't want to listen to them. You just want to yell at them and boom and all. And it's just like. We need to just sit and listen to both sides and try to hear each other of what's right, what's wrong. We don't want to do that no more. We want to go, I'm right. You're wrong. Nothing you say matters. Doesn't matter to me. Oh, you oh, you believe it? No, don't want to hear it. You're, you're, you're automatically invalid. You don't matter to us. We don't. And that's not conversation. That's not how you fix problems. You yes. fix problems by sitting down and having a serious conversation and going like, "What are the pros? What are the cons? How do we okay, work together? Here, how to do we work fixed. together to fix this? Because and, ultimately, nobody wants to watch people die and all right. that stuff. But you have the people that are trying to, to defend and not lose the guns. Going, no, 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 no. It's the video games. It's like, man, you you get mad when we say it's the guns, right? And your your reaction is, what's your reaction? Guns don't pe- kill people. People kill people. Okay, I agree with that. What you're saying, so, but what you're saying is video games killed and, and, people. And this is this is the crazy thing when people say that. Yeah, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Why can't you just say people who use the gun as a tool to kill somebody? Yeah, yeah. that is a merger of there. Yeah. Trust me, if guns kill people, it's because a you dropped it on the ground because you had the gun or you threw or or you just accidentally didn't have the safety on and was trying mm-hmm. to show off 
and then you hit somebody and you kill them. It's just like you use the tool to do a heinous crime. Yes. 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 A gun doesn't, a gun is an inanimated object. It is not living or something. It takes a person to pick up that gun, to load that gun, to point that gun, and shoot somebody. Yeah, but I'm 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 willing to concede to that notion, NRA, just as much as you better be able to concede to the notion that my video games didn't pick up that gun, right, and didn't shoot nobody, right. Yeah, I mean, like there's no correlation, there's no connection there, and it's just like, well, can we talk? What about the people that's in part of the NRA? who see a gun as a human being. Yeah. Because they clean it, they touch it, they fill it up, they think it's sexy, and they describe all these words, and they treat it like it's another human being in their life. Mm -hmm. And they would do anything to protect it. My thing is this. If you want to die over your gun, that's fine, because that's that's not my life. I'm not coming to your funeral. I don't have nothing to say. If they want to spend the money to get the choir to sing, oh, holy night at your your funeral, that's all (laughs) up on you. That has nothing to do with me. Your gun is still going to be here. Someone's going to steal it, take it, party, uh, um, traded in to get some money for some uh, some other reason and stuff and it's just like you dying for your gun is doesn't solve anything so yeah I, I just think in in like that is a conversation we're still having today and who knows when it, i don't think it'll ever go away but i think no no but i think it's a conversation that like like I said, you you can't just shout people down. You need to have the conversation like a normal human being. And like you can't have one side saying, well, this – because it's the same thing of like when there was a time when a guy was like, oh, I went and killed people because I listened to a Beatles album backwards and it told me to go kill somebody. And it's like, what? Like stop it. Like come on, man. Like, what are you talking about? And like there was times when like – they 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 tried to ban comic books because they said comic books were killing kids and or killing people. It was causing people to go out and shoot people and murder and do commit. And it's like, would you stop? Like, please. Like, this is nonsense. It's entertainment. Like, it's just ridiculous. You know. Like, come on. So we're going to get into the last part of the show. What would be your final conversation? Or I, I should ask. What is the hardest conversation you have personally had with another person? Uh, video game yeah. related. Or like that you probably had on one of your podcasts or a question was asked and you guys, you didn't get upset, but there was just no disagreement because everybody was just like, they were sitting in their ways and that was it. I mean, there's been times, the only time that I've had... <laughs> A disagreement in a podcast was with Sean, um, and that was after the Nintendo Switch reveal, and he was not impressed at all. And I went in, and but, but now we can laugh about it. But at the time, man, it was heated. It was really heated. But I went in with the mindset of all Nintendo has to do is give me a price. Give me a release date and let me pre-order. If they give me those three things, 
I'm buying the Switch. As long as it does what the commercial said. Because in the in the initial trailer release, right, it was yeah. like, hey, you're going to get this thing. You can turn it on. You can pick it up, go. Like, was it that instant? Like, was it able to pick up and automatically it's still there? Or was it like this lag and this time it took for it to load up? And But I was like, as long as it shows me that those are the things, again, release date, um, I can pre-order it. And it's a reasonable price. I'm in. And my and my reasonable price was four hundred dollars. Like if it's four hundred dollars or less, I'm in. It's so weird. I thought it would be three fifty and it came under that. Yeah. I was expecting four hundred because I wasn't sure at the time what all it was gonna have because there were people at the time, if you remember, people were swearing up and down it's gonna be the power of a PS4. It's going to be super strong, all that stuff. So I was just in the mindset of like, man, if it gives me these, if they walk away from this thing and give me these three things, I'm happy. They walked away, they gave me all three, and I was like, I'm in. But Sean was coming from a different perspective. Sean came from the perspective of there's got to be games, there's got to be this, that, the other, and it did. It did it. It was lackluster in that. The event itself wasn't exciting. It was very boring, and. But I didn't let that play in, and like if you watch the if you watch the thing, the event with the me, Toby, and Sean watch it together, and you watch it like we start off real high, and then all of a sudden it just dips, and it's low, and it's low, and it's low, and it's low. But then when that Zelda trailer goes off, me and Toby shoot right back up, and we stay up, and then Sean. Goes up for the Zelda trailer, but then goes back down because he's still pissed about all the stuff that went down on this stuff. So this was this conversation that we had, and we it got it got heated, man. It was a hard conversation, and we were both not listening to each other. Mm-hmm. We were fighting with each other and arguing because it, it made me happy, but he couldn't understand why I was happy. And he was mad, and I couldn't understand why he was mad, and neither of us were listening to the reasons why the other one felt the way they were. And can I tell you, that mm-hmm. happened with a lot of people, and then it got into people's hands, and that conversation acted like it never happened. Mm-hmm. And you literally could see, I think Switch had one of the best launch launches ever when it comes to games. Because regardless yeah. of, I'm like, if you look at PS, if you look at PS4, the one that mm-hmm. stood out was between Killzone Shadow and Russell Gun. That's mm-hmm. two games. Yeah. When Switch came out, you had Breath of the Wild, of course, and then mm-hmm. you had some other games. Um, you had one two one two Switch, which still sold a lot. You had other indie games, and then you just start having bombs coming. And the thing about it is, for people to knock Nintendo about it. It was showing up for whole lines every Sunday saying that when the stores was getting a copy, when PlayStation 4 or Xbox One came out, I've never seen a line for any of those systems. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't to be like, oh, well, they were well stocked. I was just like, yeah, I had, with the day that PlayStation 4 came out, I had 15, play, 16 PlayStation 4s and only sold about six. Yeah. I mean, there's no dispute in the numbers that are being sold. I mean, the Switch is selling record numbers at the moment and there's no dispute that the ps4 sold a lot and all that stuff but that initial lineup i felt nintendo um they had a a decent amount of games the problem was was during the event or after the event 
had done. Then all these companies are making announcements. During that event, Nintendo only announced like three games that were launching day one. Mm-hmm. And then all these different companies came out and were like, well, we're launching a game and we're launching a game. And Sean's feeling was, which was rightfully so, was like, why were those people not announced during the event? Like, what is Nintendo doing that you're not announcing these games? And it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, here's someone trying to make a decision on whether they should buy it or not. And it's like, why are we hearing about this stuff after the fact? You just had an event for an hour. You bored the hell out of me. Why didn't you... And I think, and, and I think, Sean, because I didn't, did I know, I probably knew Sean at that time, probably not yet. Was that you know the event is taking place in Japan, so of course they're going to talk to you know kind of talk to the Japanese and stuff. We as Americans yeah. are going to look in um, yeah. because there was stuff there that that's in Japan that we don't know nothing about. We getting a new IP arms and stuff, and it was just like mm-hmm. they want to show off what the system is and focus. And Nintendo is going to focus on Nintendo. That's all to it. I'm like every. I'm like you could be upset, but don't forget Nintendo has a, something called Nintendo Directs that mm-hmm. people still go crazy about. Mm-hmm. And from whatever their launch is. To all the games that came out in 2017, there was a knockout title every month. And then, 2018, there was knockout titles for indies. Yeah. Look at the look at the talk along about dead sales. Yeah. And I think, but I think the thing is, is like where where like I get where that like you talk to Sean now and he's not. You know that that's in the, the conversation now. Mm-hmm. The conversation is like, hey man, this thing did a great job year one. But at the time, we couldn't see that far ahead to go like, hey, Nintendo's going to have a major game released every single month. Mm-hmm. They weren't really saying much; they're being kind of mum about everything. And like, so I understand where his frustration was coming from. It was just one of those. It, it, it's just one of those conversations where you're not. Like we we said earlier, you need to sit down and listen to what the other person's saying. Yes. And we're not do we weren't doing that. You know, we were both getting frustrated with each other because the other one wasn't listening. They wanted to, and I think that is a prime example of you can everybody can get caught up in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. and it's like, but it was a hard conversation to have because of the fact of like we just were button heads, and it was like that's probably the hardest moment I ever had on a podcast with a co-host because it was just the struggle was happening because we both wanted to see what we wanted to see. And he is a big Xbox fan. I'm a big Nintendo fan. And it was, but he loves Nintendo, but it was just one of these moments where he loves Xbox. Xbox is his number one. Nintendo needed to sell him on it. And and, and think... it's funny and it's funny because you go back and I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, but you, I just want to finish this point. The funny thing is you go back and you listen to him and he's saying like, "Oh man, the Switch isn't even going to be the number three console that I care about. Like I'm going to want I'm going to play Steam before I play this." And like he was really fired up at that time about how they didn't sell him on it. And then a year later, he's just like, "Man, I just totally I man, this is like." They uh, they made me eat my words hardcore, man. Like this is crazy, and it's but it's these moments that you you just gotta sit back and and take a deep breath. And, and I think and so uh, and that's kind of thing with me. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell my what my hardest conversation it was. Um, and 
it, my hardest conversation was uh, Bloodborne, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, Bloodborne's a good game, but it's one of those that people are just like, oh, Bloodborne's the best games of all time. And they're just like, you haven't played Super Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghosts and Goblins. You haven't played some of the harder games that don't give you checkpoints and you got to start from the beginning when you die. Like, you got to do everything and run running. Mm-hmm. So, if you're going to give Bloodborne praise and stuff, because it's a, it's a great game. I won't mm-hmm. deny it. I have it. I, I feel like Neo was better. And the the argument that we had, we and my friends had, it's just that I feel like Bloodborne, for whatever it is, is too slow and it's too drab. Like, it looks it looks boring and plain. Like, nothing mm-hmm. stands out for it. Where I feel like, well, if you guys like this attack and duck and rolling stuff, where's your copy of DMC Devil May Cry? Where's your copy of Bayonetta? These stylish action games that have the same combat mentality and that's a little bit speed up, you guys should be able to play this. Heck, you guys should be able to play Ninja Gaiden that came on Xbox and on PS3. Mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden Black. Yeah, you guys should be able to play that because it's a little bit faster, but it's still using the attack and dodge mechanic. So why it's not in there? Mm-hmm. We had discussions about that. Mm-hmm. And we still today kind of have discussions about that. And I still play, I, when I get a chance, I play Bloodborne with my crew and I end up enjoying this stuff. But it's just like, it's one of the hardest things to have with them. It's just that there's stuff that's been here before mm-hmm. that you ignored. And now that I'm telling you stuff about it, you guys should go back and play it to recognize on where where, where I'm coming from on why I think these things are a little bit better or greater or where is the inspiration that made Bloodborne what it is mm-hmm. for you guys to, rep- to respect. We, like I said, that's still in transition. Sometimes we have our discussions about that. And it's just like my crew sees me that I say some crazy stuff. My predictions are crazy. My answers are out there. But it's just like I have been studying stuff that these companies have been doing. <laughs> so if I'm presenting evidence and you haven't been following the way that I've been following, of course we're going to butt heads and not agree. You know, I got proven wrong uh, lately about Pokemon never coming to Switch. And then they announced Pokemon coming to Switch. And my <laughs> ar- and my argument for it was is that Pokemon sells so much on the 3DS on the handhelds <laughs> that I don't feel like Switch is a handheld. I feel Switch is a console that you could play at home. The portability of it is an extra thing to it. It's part mm-hmm. of the system. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's just a portable system. There's so much to it. And then when it was just like, well, I can't believe that Pokemon is coming. I was just like, I can't believe it too. That's a big thing for the Pokemon company and Nintendo. Because my thing is, they're not going to put it on any, they're not going to put it on Switch. They're going to release the next handheld section and Pokemon's going to be on there. And I was yep. wrong. I admit. You know, but I, I think it's just, it's the fashion. It's funny. We, uh, uh, last thing, uh, me and my friends, uh, 
they host uh, Nerds Gone Platinum, which is a PlayStation <laughs> podcast. And we had an uh, argument about from software, just in general. And uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm planning to do an uh, uh, optional opinion feature on this. From uh, It's called Niche to Know. Mm-hmm. And if you look at where front software was, anyone who is a Bloodborne, Dark, Dark Souls, Demon Souls fan, y'all never would have support from software from past games. Because these Souls games are popular and y'all just jumping into the company, y'all think they're one of the best developers. And it's weird to be like, y'all went from niche. Y'all made a niche company well-known. And it's just like, okay, will y'all go back and play those games? Because it's just like, you know, you love them. Now go play as part of their history. Yeah. You'll go back and research. And we, we literally had that conversation. It was just like, no, front software. I'm just like, how many front softwares is in your library? And how many how many games have you actually bought from them outside these the soul games? Crickets. <laughs> you know, and and, and, and th- I think that's the thing that I kind of challenge when it comes to even with Sony now. Is I have a conversations mm-hmm. with that. It's just that when I'm pushing you on the system because I did it for Microsoft, I'm doing it for Sony. When I push you on the system and stuff that you recognize something and make it big and stuff. When I bring up past stuff that should have also got a recognition, you ignore it. Because yeah. I even asked them, I'm like, is Spider-Man good only because Insomniac did it? Because y'all sure enough wasn't buying the Activision games. And y'all sure enough wasn't buying some of the past games. Now that Insomniac did Sp- Spider-Man, y'all think Spider-Man is the best game of all time. Or one of the greats. And it's just like, that's one game compared to what 18 of them that came out in the past yeah so i have those i have those arguments still to this day (laughs) but everybody that is going to be the show bobby thank you for coming on go ahead and plug um yeah check me out again over on twitter instagram at nintendo gurus also go over to nintendoguru.com and check out everything that'll lead you to all the podcasting and everything that we're doing over there. And, uh, man, thank you very much for having me on, Edward. I really appreciate this. Thank you. And you're always welcome to come to Optional Opinion. Like I tell my guests, I'm like, if you have a topic in mind that you can't do on your show, be like, eh, can we have an Optional Opinion about this? You're free and welcome. I'll hook everything up. We'll okay. go into it and we'll have it. Um, nice. you guys, you guys can find me on Twitter at that pressure code. You can check more of Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, TuneIn, Google Play, and other podcast apps. And find me at Nurse Gone Rogue on YouTube and NGRRadio.com. I host, uh, Arsenal X, our Xbox podcast, um, Nintendo Pop Block, and, uh, other shows there. Also, uh, I am part of the World One One crew for World One One podcast, and you can find that at podbean.com once again thank you bobby thank you the nintendo guru for blessing us blessing this episode (laughs) everybody have a great week have a great weekend and we'll see you next time on optional opinion bye everybody have a good one